You know, Jackie, kalokohan lang naman yung mga trustful na yun eh. Like, I don't believe that it does anything to help me feel better about my office mates. Well, yeah, that's warranted, I guess, based on your own experience. But there can be some activities like a trust fall where they would be meaningful and helpful to some teams. We've seen some of that. Kailangan mo ba ng mas makabuluhang chismisan sa pantry? Listen to more conversations about work, both hot takes and thoughtful takes with me, Carl Javier, and Jackie Caniza on The Imaginable Workplace. Check it out on Spotify and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Remember all those incredible photos of space in your old encyclopedias? Like that gas cloud where stars were being born, dubbed the Pillars of Creation. Or that photo of thousands of galaxies 10 billion light years away. These were all taken by the Hubble Space Telescope, which turned 30 last year. But guess what? Before 2021 ends, humans are set to launch a more powerful satellite into orbit, the James Webb Space Telescope. Lately, there's been so much hype around billionaires blasting off into space as tourists, and that has overshadowed the imminent launch of a far more important scientific mission. I'm Carl Sayat, Puma Podcast. In this episode of Teka Teka, we take you behind the scenes of the most ambitious telescope ever built. We often say it's going to rewrite the, the physics books. We're looking forward to that. It's going to unlock many of the secrets and mysteries of our universe and even our solar system. That was Greg Robinson, director of the James Webb Space Telescope Program. As he said, this telescope isn't just about taking better quality photos of space. The big promise is that it will advance our understanding of the universe and how we got here. Okay, so why do we need this kind of telescope exactly? After all, it cost $10 billion and took over two decades to complete. Here is Webb's program manager, Scott Willoughby. Why have we built uh, this fantastic general purpose observatory in the first place? In 1995, the Hubble Space Telescope performed uh, what proved to be one of its most important observations. It stared at a blank patch of sky for 10 days. The image that came out of that observation was not an empty black void, but rather it was a beautiful jewel box uh, filled with undiscovered galaxies, thousands of them, of all shapes and colors strewn across the field of view. But then there was a problem. As astronomers studied these galaxies, they looked for signs to see if any of these were part of the first galaxies to form after the Big Bang. None of them were. So NASA's most capable telescope could not see back to the time when the universe began to form its first stars and galaxies. We could see galaxies billions of light years away, but we couldn't see light from the very first ones. Light that would offer us clues on how the early universe looked like, as in just after the Big Bang. That light is so faint that Hubble just can't see them. Dr. Alexander Lockwood from the Space Telescope Science Institute explains. To give you a little overview of what happened at the beginning of the universe, we had the Big Bang, matter, plasma started spreading out, cooled enough so that atoms could start forming, cooled more 
stars began forming, heating the gas around them, and the stars began to assemble into galaxies. However, there was still this kind of giant, kind of a big fog of lots and lots of neutral hydrogen atoms. And eventually, the fog was cleared by enough radiation from these galaxies, and we could see through. But there is a time in the beginning of the universe where these early galaxies were really shrouded in fog, and we have to see through that fog to be able to even find the galaxies. So to see these very first galaxies, we need to not only be able to see them with the right kinds of light, but also to be able to see through this fog. That kind of light is called infrared light. It's light that us humans can't see. But Dr. Lockwood says, Infrared light is different, but very, very helpful for understanding things. Infrared light, as we know it, is heat. But it has so many other capabilities when we're studying astronomy. As light gets stretched over time, if that light was emitted in blue, as the universe has stretched over time, the expansion of the universe, those wavelengths of light from those early objects have also stretched into redder and redder wavelengths. And we can actually take pullouts to see not only the morphology, but also the color of these galaxies changes over time. So you can kind of understand what an evolution of a galaxy would look like over time. Dr. Lockwood says it's like a flipbook of the universe or a family photo album. You have pictures of when you were a baby, your first day of school, when you graduated, and so on and so forth. With this telescope, we will be able to get a better idea of how galaxies move, interact, and evolve over billions of years. We're trying to understand not only what this evolution of galaxies look like, but really getting at those earliest galaxies, which are red. And earlier than that, they're even redder than red, which is infrared. Webb is equipped with tools that can detect infrared and near-infrared light. And when it launches, it will be the most powerful space telescope ever created, and also the largest. Here is Scott Willoughby, the program manager, again. Webb was envisioned as the observatory that would help resolve one of 20th century astronomy's biggest quests, which are namely, what are galaxies, these collections of tens to hundreds of billions of stars, how and when did they form and evolve over the you know, more than 13 and a half billion years of cosmic time. And it has other exploratory purposes. Since work began on Webb, we've come to know that our local neighborhood contains thousands of exoplanets, planets around uh, orbiting around other stars. And so even though Webb was not initially conceived as an exoplanet mission, it has instrumentation that will propel this new and exciting field into its next uh, epoch of discovery. As of today, humans have discovered more than 4,000 exoplanets. We know roughly how large they are and what their orbits are, but not much else. Webb can change that. And imagine this there's always a possibility that it could find similar planets that can host human life. Webb's giant mirror and infrared coverage will let scientists probe atmospheres of exoplanets to look for water, carbon dioxide, methane, and other compounds that could indicate habitability. In other words, exploring the atmospheres of worlds that could host life. After many delays, the James Webb Space Telescope is finally set to launch this week from the Guiana Space Center in French Guiana. It will be deployed at L2, a point that is beyond the Earth and the Sun, 1.5 million kilometers away. 
this will allow Webb to have a stable orbit. For comparison, Hubble is just 600 kilometers away. This means that if anything goes wrong, NASA's rocket scientists can't just go and fix Webb. It would be too far. So we're sending it off on a Hail Mary. Once deployed, it will still take a while before Webb starts taking pictures and discovering new things about the universe. For now, the world will just have to sit tight and hope for a successful launch. I'm Carl Sayat Puma Podcast. This episode was produced and edited by myself. Follow Teka Teka on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Thanks for listening, and Merry Christmas! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>